You can't just stick a badge on um, and suddenly be that business. You need to have a broad base of people who think and look different and come to a business from different places in the world. Try not to see this as a stick, as you said, but as an opportunity for um, unleashing talent in your business. It makes for a really interesting place to work and I think it makes for better decision making. Hello and welcome to the Rewire podcast, a podcast that aims to rewire the real estate industry one story at a time. In this podcast we talk about all things diversity and inclusion from gender, ethnicity, background and sexuality to the diversity of roles there are in the industry, the diverse skill sets required and the need for diverse and inclusive thinking. I'm your host, Sam McClary, and on today's episode I'm joined by Jessica Bowles, Director of Strategy at Brentwood. Uh, hi, Jessica. Hi, Sam. How are you doing? Really good, really good. Excellent. Um, so more than one person this week, in fact, has um, said to me, if I want to look at a company that's doing something different and embracing change, I should talk to Bruntwood. So ta-ta, <laughs> here we are. Um, and, and on this um, podcast today, we're going to be talking about um, a little bit of that, what makes Bruntwood different and really importantly I think how you've managed to achieve this gender mm. pay gap of just 10% mm. when the average in our industry according to our last analysis anyway was 35% mm. so that's quite different um, and because this podcast is about rewiring the industry um, I will definitely be asking you for some practical tips and advice to share with the wider industry so we can bring the built environment average down and hopefully start to change the the perception of the industry a little bit. Um, so I guess I'd like to start, Jessica, with a little bit about about Bruntwood, I suppose. Mm. Um, I loved that on, on your website anyway, um, there's a, you talk about the business being led by one purpose, by mm. creating thriving cities. So just to sort of set the scene, I suppose, mm. that what, does that, what does that mean and how does that, that work? And not just from the physical assets mm. that Bruntwood creates, but what you create within the business. Yeah, yeah. Um, hello, Sam. It's um, really brilliant to, to be here and talk about um, some of the things that we're doing within the industry and, and within the business. Um, diversity and inclusion is so important to us, and um, I think we've got a really special business as a result of that. And that kind of idea about um, purpose and what we're here for has been um, something that's always been been in the business actually so um, from the early days when Michael Oglesby founded it 40 years ago right through to today we've had this kind of broader sense of what the property industry should be about and what the property what our business should be about and it's much more than bricks and mortar it's um, really seeing our role in making places brilliant places and that's not as you say the physical um, it's about um, how people interact with them um, the way that we engage with our communities, the people we employ to uh, to support our businesses, and and I think um, that you know we we've articulated it in different ways over the years, but creating thriving cities really feels to us like it's a 
um, something we can all get out of bed for in the morning and ties together all of the very diverse things that we do within the business from creating beautiful buildings to supporting businesses that are in them to working with community groups to um, create a kind of vibrant place that supports great business in cities mm. so it's a kind of circular thing for us uh, absolutely and I, I think um you know it's a it's a word we're hearing more now isn't mm. it in in real estate and in, mm. in business pu- th- this purpose mm. word and um you know there was uh, i don't know if you saw the business roundtable um uh release this week with the you know some of the biggest companies in the u.s saying mm. actually we c- business can't just be about delivering for shareholders now mm. it has to be about delivering for all stakeholders and that's mm employees suppliers community mm. which i think is that's a, it's a big shift yeah. there isn't isn't it and i think it's so so important a lot of the big names in there were saying well we ha- we have to do this because mm. otherwise bi- the business won't be a business and so for for Brunt, bruntwood is that that having that purpose and having had it for for so long having had it as part of their history does that help with the perception of of bruntwood help mm. you attract and retain talent, Mm. um, attract investment, I suppose, and those occupiers. Yeah, Um, uh, we think it does. And and I think what's, um, you know, the world's changed so much since I started my career, so it was 25 years ago. And um, what we're seeing with um, young people coming into our business is that they're really looking for something bigger than just making money for someone um, and just making money for shareholders. And so that's, that's, really important as you say for attracting the best people into your business and um but it is wider than that we you know it's not um our customers come and work with us and i think uh, come to sort of be in our spaces and and i think they really like it when they find a kind of like-minded partner really and so we're not just a landlord we're we're part of their business we're part of what makes their business successful and they've got you know young talent in their business who's also looking for purpose so it's a really um it's a really interesting thing and it's gained so much traction over just a few just a few years mm. um and and we talk you know i talk to people outside the sector and um it's it's a real driving force i think where people are making real trade-offs about is it about the salary I get or the sense of achievement of something that I'm personally achieving or is it for this broader purpose? Mm. Um, but those, but I think the thing that's important in, in all of this is also finding a purpose that's really authentic because mm. you can't just stick a badge on um, and suddenly be that business. Um, and you also have to keep working at it and keep thinking about the, the decisions you're making that either are you know, counter to your you know where they're starting to challenge purpose because creating thriving cities sounds so broad and big but actually there are tra- always trade-offs to be made about the the um in the decisions that you're making and and can you judge them against that that broader idea yeah it's not a it's not an easy thing is no, it and I you've got to get buy-in from all through through the business mm. and and from um from all stakeholders mm. inside and mm. and outside um but it's clear it's clearly having an I- impact, mm. and uh, um, so I'd, I'd like us to move on mm. to to that impact that you've you've had and uh, having mm. in around the gender pay gap, and mm. and you're a business that's getting close to fifty fifty in terms yeah. of um, male female employees. Um, 
Can you tell us a little bit about um, how you've got to that place mm. and, and whether that comes from being a, f- a family-owned business mm. and does that make it easier or um, or not, I suppose. <laughs> so yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about, about that story yeah. and, what, and what it means really to, to yeah. Brumwood. Um, so I'd say being a family-owned business is really important to who we are as a business and it's really driven what we're about and what we focus on and our values um and, but it probably depends on the family <laughs> as to whether <laughs> what the family owned business looks like um we've we've um we're really proud of where we are in our gender pay terms but it's not you know and it's come down um from 16% last year to 10% this year and we're determined to get it to zero and we know that's pretty challenging um, but it's where we want to be, and it's our it's it's our clear ambition. And and we were given, you know, we we're helped by the fact we've always tried to see um, property as something more than bricks and mortar, which is a industry that traditionally has more men in it. So we've we've thought about customers and um, and and sort of a broader set of roles within the business, um, and also. Um, embraced I think that diversity of thinking that you get mm. with different people working together so we had a you know we had some good numbers but I think what was really interesting about doing the gender pay um, reporting was it just it, it gave transparency to something that you kind of felt <laughs> was out there but you didn't you couldn't hang it on to anything and so those numbers gave us a real focus and and also showed us how far we'd come mm. and that with some extra targeting we could go even further so yeah we've got great numbers on um uh, mean gender pay not such good numbers on bonuses as mm. you'll have seen through our report um and what that's led us to do is say well actually what's what's driving that and is this right do we want this to be how how our business is and thinking about some really um a re a re- complete refresh of how we do bonuses in the business so that we we can close that gap too because it doesn't it, it's not um the right place to be mm. so i think um so what were when you yeah. when you saw that um that gap what yeah. was your what were your immediate thinkings and um what could you see immediately that you thought okay well that explains that yeah. and here are some potential yeah, steps sure. we need to so when we um, when you dig into the numbers, you can see that the bonuses um, were typically around um, large commercial transactions mm-hmm. and completions of um, construction projects. These are all areas of the business that have more men than women in them, and that was dri- that was driving um, bonuses. You know, mm-hmm. essentially bonuses for men and mm-hmm. not for women. So um, once you see that, you kind of think, well, actually, what's the what structure should we put in place? How do we reward people across the business for their contribution? to our success which go way beyond just the deal or um, the construction of a building um, and recognize all of the contributions that get made to those projects and so we've um, we, we're reframing how we do um, how we do bonuses for our senior team and also um, across the business in a, in a more transparent way and more structured way really so mm. quite a lot of this is um, doesn't give you the answers but it tells you where to look sure. so as we um you know if you th- if we look at the the headline um gender pay numbers coming down from 16 to 10 and hopefully further in the future that just it gave us um uh it it sh- it demonstrated that we'd got um 
we've got a really great place to to start from but the actually we needed to be um continuing to promote women through um through into the the senior leadership team of the business um, and for that you needed the pipeline beneath that to to look great and mm. to be um uh, to be supportive of of, of women um, and also to um, and so we put in place some specific things around um, leadership development and we didn't do that just for women we did that um, across the business because I think we you know we we took the decision quite clearly that this isn't this shouldn't become a, a kind of women's project and mm -hmm. a women's issue and a women's problem but this should be about the whole business um recognizing the value of each other and thinking about how we make it best for all of those people and i'm really clear that if you um work on diversity issues you improve lives for everybody sure. um and that's that was critical for us i think that is really important isn't it because if we're not careful we get to a point where if it's it, the people, whether it's true or not, people think that if you're a, a woman today, you will get an easy, easier ride mm. because it's good. It's good for the business because mm. we've got to fix this gender pay gap. We've got to change our mm. our perception. Um, but it, but it's not because that doesn't create a, a nice workplace. And you, and you do hear anecdotal tales of, mm. um, you know, oh, it's not, it's not fair. Mm. And you know, I, d I do sometimes feel sorry that if you are a um, male, middle-aged white man who's probably very good at his job if you're looking for a ned position mm. today you're probably not going to get it mm. are you because you're just not the right face that mm. that fits and i know there's been plenty of faces that don't don't mm. fit in in years gone by but um it, it doesn't make it any more mm. right or or wrong does it so i think i, I like this approach mm. of saying well we need to change the the whole system mm. um because i would imagine whether it happened or not you must have had a a fear or a um a, a slight fear that if we change the bonus structure those people who are getting those bonuses are mm. going to say hang on a minute well mm. i always got this and it's mm. a mi it's a mindset thing isn't it mm. and it's very difficult mm. um to change mindset so you need mm. to be fully fully committed throughout the business yeah yeah and and this is you know i can't claim that we've you know that this is perfect yet um and we've we've done um doing quite a lot of work around understanding more deeply diversity and inclusion within the business and um, I'm really you know I, I really believe this can't just become a numbers game mm. so you know as you alluded to um, quite often things feel like you know you're trying to get balance just for the sake of you know being able to tick the box um, so we've I think the the inclusion bit of diversity is really important so you can you know you need to have a broad base of people who think and look different and come to a business from different places in the world um, and different backgrounds but you also need to make it an environment where people can then give of their best and that's about inclusion and someone once said to me you know it's it's um uh, diversity is being invited to the party and inclusion is being asked to dance and that's <laughs> quite a nice kind of thought um, and and that bit is is where you really unlock potential and talent um, and trying to um, tell that story in the business and continue to reinforce that message mm. is um, you know is where we're trying to get to and we'll do some some targeted interventions in our diversity plan we we've got some a quite good um, sense of how people feel about diversity in the business um, from from our staff survey um, but 
there are you know there will be things that we we will be doing to try and um, uh, in, increase inclusion in particular and I think you know just going back to some of the specifics it, it, once we start telling that story that this is about making this workplace an environment um, and life <laughs> um, uh, both fair and kind of more enjoyable and, and kind of rewarding for people um, you, you can start changing the dial on some of those you know it's not fair yeah. <laughs> um, um, perspectives and and so you know we looked at um, maternity leave for instance and we've improved our maternity leave um, arrangements um, but also done the same for paternity leave too where we where we're sort of you know at, you know we, we've improved those arrangements and also encourage shared parental leave um, and celebrate that within the business because I, I think we were a bit scared to talk about it in mm. the past but actually showcasing some of those stories and um, the arrangements that you can make and the flexibility you can give to men as well as women to go and look after their children or look after sick parents or or frankly go and follow their passion for one day a week is, yeah. is a really um, important part of making this feel not not a them and us situation which would take us down a very difficult path I think mm -hmm. um, wholeheartedly agree I think the the shared parental mm. leave um, equation is um, it's quite a difficult one mm. in its infancy um, mm. if you excuse the pun mm. uh, um, just because I think again we come back to, to mindset because I think you know women women expect to take some time mm. off after having a child and are expected mm. to men probably have haven't been and mm. so then you know I, I wonder if there's a a feeling uh, among some men whether it's right or or not that well I can't be seen to be taking mm. off because that's not you know it's the sort of gen yeah. gender stereotyping yeah. isn't it in those roles and I think you know they do still still exist and, and we're not going to get rid of them with a click of click of the fingers mm. but uh, I think businesses showcasing those um mm. people who have have really made the best out of shared parental leave that that helps yeah. to go towards that oh I've seen there's someone yeah. like me doing that it's yeah. okay it's okay I can yeah. still um I can still be who, be who I am and mm. and enjoy this time with my family yeah I think do you know it's in, interesting because it, I think this is a generational shift as well mm. and and it, as you say it's not going to happen overnight but um I think the the navigation between couples about how they're going to manage their working lives and their careers over the long term because our careers are pretty long <laughs> um is uh, you know i'd like to think that that's happening more and more and actually younger couples now are, are starting to have that conversation earlier about well when are you going to be you know when are you when are you when's your time and when's mine and yeah. and recognizing you know that you can't have it all all the time and you will need to make choices over the course of a, a career but to do that you need also to have businesses that are prepared for people to step off the track and then come back onto it mm -hmm. so you know we it, we have quite an open conversation in our business about you know you can step back for a while if you want to you know you you might not get paid the same and you might not have the, the same status rewards and other things that that happen but you can step back and you can come back you know you can come back on that's not that your career's over but you might want to take some time to do something else mm -hmm. and um we've got a culture where that's encouraged now i i don't know that you know how 
people will come to that with their own um, fears about it and concerns but creating an environment where you can have those discussions and you can be flexible enough about the way that you um, structure your business to allow for that to happen is um, I think it's really exciting actually yeah yeah well we talk about um, flex enough everywhere else in the, in yeah. the building environment don't yeah. we so why not in our in our own businesses yeah. um, now all of this sounds like it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort mm. um, how does that s- sort of fit in with um, I guess the business of, mm. of, of real estate and how um, how how is it valued i suppose alongside mm-hmm. you, you know the day to day of the you know the pnl mm-hmm. um, side of the business yeah really good question isn't it cuz um uh i think um for us we've tried to weave it into the day to day of the business so um yeah we do spend a lot of time on our leadership development programs and coming together as a senior team and thinking about the future direction and strategy of the business and what does that require and mean and and how do we work together in really collaborative ways so we do spend a lot of time on that but if you get that stuff right it means that the day-to-day business should be more straightforward and and easier but there is always a tension between um uh, um your bottom line today and um and the effort and the investment that you're putting in but i think um I think it and it I think it takes some quite brave leadership and mm. I think Chris as CEO has really nailed his colours to that mast and and taken us down a very you know quite daring um direction to to make sure that we invest in that long-term leadership of the business and he's also you know brought in people from very different backgrounds into the business mm. um so you know he's I've come in from the public sector working in um strategy in cities really not a typical property background at all he's um uh our Bromwood works um portfolio which is um about two-thirds of the business is under the the leadership of kira keeling who's been with the business for 12 years she has a more traditional background but she's a very young woman um in this in this role so he's he's creating some quite um unusual groups of people that um are able to contribute differently to the business um, and we're seeing it kind of you know they we're delivering mm. against our uh, against our PL, I guess but there is always that tension about should we be spending time on this or or this um, the deal <laughs> or um, or thinking about our future leadership and actually the two things need to need to really come together mm. um, and does that mean that you learn you learn more from your your fellow team members mm-hmm. if they come from from different backgrounds too and have yeah. have these different different yeah. views on on th- the way things should should be done yeah. or could be done well i certainly have <laughs> <laughs> i spent 20 years working in um, central government and um, local authorities and coming into um, the private sector in this role is such a you know it's such a privilege and such a lot of fun actually um, and learn loads but i think i like to think that my um my peers and my colleagues and the people who work with me also learn something about another perspective from mm. from what I can bring and we um it, we don't have so many people doubling up with the same set of viewpoints and, yeah. and actually that creates um gives you some real creative tension and excitement actually um if I look around uh, the board table um we're not all you know we're not all the same mm. um we've got you know we've got a 
relatively good gender balance um, within that within that board um, team, but also people who've experienced living in different parts of the world, um, people who've been to university or not been to university, um, and really different ways of thinking as well as um, uh, as you know as well as different attributes. Mm. So it's, it's I think that makes a um, it makes for a really interesting place to work and I think it makes for better decision making and the data seems to tell us that it does, not just in our business but across the piece. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a well um well thrown out statistic, mm. isn't it? How how uh, having a diverse board or diverse business will yeah. actually um lead to greater profits. Um, staying on pay, um, pay gaps, mm. um, so we have to report gender pay gap. Mm. There's talk around an ethnicity um, pay gap. Mm-hmm. Um, what about one of the big things that I think, particularly in in real estate, and you've you've touched on it a bit, um, saying it's it's a bit different at Bruntwood, but um, socioeconomic mm. um, pay gap because a lot mm. of uh, I I used to, um, generalizing massively here mm. um but if you look at the real estate industry most people are university educated they've probably gone to reading mm. done a geography <laughs> degree and and come into the to the sector but if we really want to be diverse we have to look elsewhere and mm. and let's face it the real estate industry is changing so rapidly that it's mm. not it's not all about um surveying anymore mm. and uh, probably very little of it is ab- about surveying and I, s- I suppose Bruntwood gets a a taste of this through your science and technology mm. um uh campuses mm. and and sort of dealing with those those people but do you think we need more pay gap reporting um I think it's a um I, yes I think I probably do um we've um I think this this issue about your um, your journey through life and what you what that means you bring um, to the table and the understanding that you have of different ways of life um, is is as important actually as gender. Gender is really obvious; you can see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, background and social mobility questions um, and um, experience is much harder to see, um, but it's the the thing that sort of is so important around that inclusion agenda and the listening that you can do in an organization and um we um we did a graduate scheme this year um in a different way because we've taken a lot you know we've traditionally taken a lot of surveyors and we have got surveyors um coming into the business too but we've also um did a more general um uh, graduate recruitment scheme for people who would move around the business, have a taster of different parts of the business, from sales to marketing to um, uh, uh, some of the construction side and customers' bi- experience and um, parts of the business. And um, that graduate scheme um, was done. We did the sifting blind, so we mm. took off name, um, uh, university. Um, and, and a lot of information that would give you clues as to who someone was. So, um, and we um, had a very broad um, uh, set of people who applied, and we had about 700 applications, <laughs> which wow. we took through. We did a blind sift of those, and we took them through assessment centre. You can't do those blind in quite the same <laughs> way, but I went to the assessment days, and it was a very broad range of people who were there. Um, a lot of women, um, but also people from very mixed set of backgrounds um in terms of social mobility actually mm. and and um 
um, now they were all graduates, they'd all been to university, um, but actually starting to test that um, with um, broader set of roles is, is going to be, is really important. And I think um, I'm, a, I'm a school governor, I'm chair of governors in a school in a very challenged area of East Manchester. Um, and the kids at those school, at that school, um, have a you know they mix with each other, they mix within their community. Um, the kids in private schools also mix within their com- communities, and they don't know very much else but those exp- typically. And I'm sort mm-hmm. of. Um, probably stereotyping wildly but and there'll be differences at the margins but in the norm that's that's what you see and actually the interaction between people where you start understanding another person's perspective and life and what you can learn from them is is critical and you see that in the workplace as well mm-hmm. as um at school so i think um i think that would be a really interesting place to explore mm. and i you know i i suppose as real estate that's one of the one of the things that we should be able mm. to be facilitating mm. through the um, thriving cities yeah. that, that yeah. we create that we yeah. bring people from from different mm. backgrounds and different mm. places with different thoughts together in a, in a health in a healthy way yeah. that um, you know becomes this great melting pot of, yeah. of fantastic ideas and innovations and mm. inclusivity and these places that we're building we're building them for the future um, we're building them for the people who live in you know live and work and and come to these um, cities, and and I think you know there are some lovely projects um, working with kids to um, within those communities to show them what real estate is. I mean, I'd never thought of working in the property industry even four years before <laughs> I got this job. You know, four years ago, I wouldn't have um, considered a, a career in the property sector. Um, what, why? Um, because I thought it was all about building buildings, and they were a bunch of surveyors, <laughs> <laughs> and it was pounds per square foot. And mm. um, actually, starting to think more broadly about there, are, there are different sorts of roles here, and we're we're doing something different than just creating um, uh, shiny buildings. Mm. Um, was what attracted me. I, I I love these kind of conversations because it makes me feel hopeful about. Um, the future of, of real estate and I think and I'm having more and more more of them and mm. um, yeah it seems like some there's a, a switch mm. has has gone gone off in a lot of people's heads that says oh actually mm. we do th- we do some amazing mm. amazing things and it's okay to chat about those sometimes not just mm. about pound per square square foot and mm. and okay on some things when we do that really badly but we're trying to make a difference mm. and I think you know as you said being able to put a um, a number on uh, the gender pay gap reporting mm. you know okay it can be a bit of a, a bit of a stick as say mm. aren't you know aren't you rubbish mm. look at you you're male pale and stale but it can also be well okay here's the um, line in the sand this is mm. how we get get mm. better from that which I suppose leads me um, mm. to my f- last question mm. I said at the beginning I'd be asking you for um tips and advice mm. for because uh, we want the these podcasts to be practical for people so um let's leave our listeners with some some homework mm. um <laughs> uh, i'd love from you three to five i suppose um practical tips for for creating a a balanced business so that's a that's a challenge <laughs> isn't it in a concise way that people can take away so um look at your numbers look at your people and think about who you've got and why you've got an organization like that um be 
don't you know try not to see this as a stick as you said but as an opportunity for um unleashing talent in your business um one of the things we did was put in place a um uh, someone who was a took the role of leadership development director within the business um and that was brilliant because she could work with our senior leaders not just women but men um to understand them their op- where they wanted to go what they'd like to be doing and to coach them and and work with them um individually and as a group so that was a really you know so look at the numbers think about where you want to put your resources and target it and we did that because we could see a a cadre of people who could make it with a bit of support um think about your recruitment practices really hard um as a little story i i did a recruitment when i first joined the business and i couldn't believe that all i it was a research job very broad and i got 80 percent male applications <laughs> and, um, I, and i had clearly done something wrong mm. in the way that i packaged this job so think about your recruitment practices consider doing blind sifts what's the worst that happens you have you know you you get the you know you you find some unusual people who um you can see and then the fourth i think is um look at your um employment practices and your policies and your the the flexibility you give within your business from a perspective of all of your employees rather than women mm-hmm. <laughs> and treating this as a kind of women's issue um so those are my those are my three four five i things. like it so um i like the idea of this is a people issue not a mm. not a gender issue um and i really like the you you, you talked about think of this as an opportunity for for talent mm. for the business and um it it seems that for for Brentwood it's working well. I look forward to um, that zero mm. percent, or you know, and and I think a shift into d- single digits is um, something to to celebrate. Mm. And I think you know, cele- celebrate the wins along the the way as well. That's probably worthwhile doing as as the industry. Yeah. We don't always have to beat our beat ourselves down. Yeah. Um, we know everyone could do better, but uh, um, when we do a little bit better, let's say that was all right you have a go at it too (laughs) (laughs) Jessica thank you so much for joining us today thank you so much